What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Multiverse Monologues, the podcast show where we like to travel across the multiverses and fandoms that we love to talk about the movies and television shows that accompany those universes. Gentlemen, it's a red-letter day today. Mm. This this is a day that we have built to for, for many moons, mm. all right? Dread it, run from it, destiny still arrives, or should I say we have at Multiverse Monologues because this week on the Marvel Movie Marathon we are here to talk about Avengers Infinity War the third installment in the Avengers franchise and the 49th movie on this Marvel Movie Marathon like I said guys this is a big week to talk about this movie I'm going to be talking about it and Ray side, along with the two gentlemen who are sitting across from me, first and foremost, Mr. Ethan Wenslaw. Ethan, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, guys. We're talking about Avengers Infinity War. This is not only one of my favorite MCU films, but quite possibly one of my favorite movies of all time. So I'm going to come into this very excited, but I want to just address the fans and say thank you. Because out of the 14,605 podcasts you could be listening to, you're listening to this one. So thank you for being in this specific multiverse with us. Very generous of you. Yes. Thank you, Ethan. That was good stuff. Also joining us, Mr. Micah Head. Micah, how are you doing? Ben, you will die for that intro. <laughs> oh, whoa. It wasn't really that bad. <laughs> it was brilliant, man. I love that intro. That was great. I'm glad that you joined the hype. You've quoted it a little bit. You've thrown it in the intro. It's great. It's great. I'm I, having a great day. Normally, I don't. But I would say that Infinity War... It deserves... It's so quotable, man. Oh, yeah. Thanos is some of the most popular... I mean, and definitely uh, the most... Dude, dude, dude. You're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. Just shut up. Shut up, please. Let's go. Dude, as you can tell, we're hyped about it. Ethan, I, this, I would agree with you on that one. This means a whole lot to me i remember sitting in the theater like it was yesterday mm. i will say this though for i mean i would say already you're kind of getting the gist that we're pretty positive with avengers infinity war it's not going to be just that i know that there are uh some naysayers mm -hmm. of this movie most mm -hmm. notably most famously martin scorsese ah, on, ah. The, on the main <laughs> on the main marvel films but I will say this, we're not just going to be gushing on this movie. There are some issues with this, so it's not going to be just a fully positive podcast, but we are going to get into that. But before we do, guys, I just want to say we are having a great time on YouTube right mm -hmm. now, and a lot of you guys have been commenting down below. But I would say as a reminder to you guys, again, Infinity War brings this around. We're mm -hmm. coming to an end on the Marvel Movie Marathon, and there is a video out there that Ethan has so meticulously well edited on what we're going to be doing next. We've got, we're floating around pretty much three franchises in our head as to where we're going to go next. And if you guys want to say in the matter on where we go, on what multiverse we're headed to next... Comment down below either in this video or any of the other videos, and we are definitely going to be taking a look at that. Or, I mean, any other ones. We enjoy talking with you guys. That's why part of the reason why we love doing this. But gentlemen, with all that out of the way, I say we get to talking about Avengers Infinity War. Let's open our sling rings and head over to the MCU. You 
throw another moon at me, then I'm gonna lose it. Stark. You know me? I do. You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. My only curse is you. Thanos, a cosmic warlord, seeks the six Infinity Stones to wipe out half of all life in the universe. The Avengers and their allies unite to stop him, but Thanos proves to be too powerful. He succeeds in gathering all six stones and snaps his fingers, eradicating half of all what? living beings, including many of the Avengers and their allies. There's oh, your very brief summary board. of Avengers Infinity War, guys. And if that seems bleak, if that seems, you know, not the usual formula for these movies, you know, you kind of get the feeling that yeah. we all felt. We, and didn't, I, we didn't feel so good. No, we really, <laughs> we really didn't feel so good coming out of in on that May 26th night in 2018 it was boys it was a feeling and we're, mm. we're going to be talking about that about all of the hype leading up to it because this we were talking about it last week black panther was huge for superhero movies in general for pop culture in general mm -hmm. But if that was big, this blew it out of the water because of Avengers Infinity War. It took over the pop culture zeitgeist for two months. All anyone was talking about was Avengers mm -hmm. Infinity War. At least that's how I remember it. But I want to I, I want to get your guys' take because I was aware of your guys' existence during 2018. But there was really none of this yet. Right. So, right. Ethan... Where was your mind space in 2018 when this so, was So, right when this film was announced, my brother kind of told me what it would be about. At that, at that Comic-Con when they announced it, my brother Jared was like, Ethan, this, this, this movie that's coming out in two years, they're saying it's going to have all the Avengers, it's going to have the Guardians of the Galaxy in it, it's going to bring together everything, and they're going to use Infinity Stones. You know, I'm like, okay, wow, that's real interesting. Then, the, of course, hype built from there. So this this was huge going into this and i remember the day it was friday right a junior year of high school oh man i had gone into school and of course i'm going that night i'm going friday night but then you had that group that went thursday night and so you're sitting there like you have that gut feeling like okay i just have to make it through this school day without getting this movie spoiled mm. and i had one conversation to start the day and the, i didn't get this spoiled i didn't my good, my uh, buddy was like, I cried in the first opening five minutes. And I'm like, oh, wow. I don't know if I'm going to be ready. <laughs> but I avoided spoilers the rest of the day. Went to the theater. And yeah, you do get emotional in that first five minutes. And the whole movie plays out. And you're just in awe. You're in shock of how well all these characters come together. How fun it is. And then ultimately how sad that ending is. And... It is just the most hopeless you feel after a Marvel movie when the characters are du dusting. Even when I watch it now, I will never get that feeling of when we first watched it. And no. these characters are dusting before our eyes like that gut punch that that was specifically my theater in the front row. Huge Black Panther fans in the front row when T'Challa goes to dust. There is hooting and how people are running up and down the aisle like no like screaming and you're you're just in <laughs> shock like what is happening so yeah uh and that kicked off the year build up to end game so i 
I love this movie then. I love it now. And I'm super excited to talk about it. Right. Because we're it's been what, five and a half mm-hmm. years since this movie has gone out. We've officially passed the five year gap that takes place between this movie and Endgame. Like, how does it compare after all these years so far detached from the hype that was 2018? I mean, you ask me, this is probably this reaches the hype that Force Awakens reached in 2015 mm. leading up to the return of star wars i mean you have clone wars but a star wars film back in theaters that's huge and this movie would go on to make more money than star wars the force awakens would so the fever mm. pitch was so high now micah were you as hype on this as we were or where were you at in 2018 with infinity war all right picture this it's April 27, 2018, opening night for Infinity War. I'm in my sophomore year production of Little Shop of Horrors. I can't make it. Mm. <laughs> I missed the whole first week of uh, of of the show, whole of week. like the of the Infinity okay. War. So wow. I didn't wow. see it till the next weekend. I think. I think that's how it went. Were you spoiled uh, free? I was. No, I knew that Spider Man dusted. That was oh. it. Because that was the one that was everywhere. That Spider Man yes, dusted, yes. right? Yeah. Um. So it wasn't until that next week. I didn't know who Thanos was. <laughs> I didn't know about like most of the dusting, right? Stones. Were you up to date on what stones no, I, were? I had no idea. Uh. So the the whole week, I saw all these memes of this purple dude. I was like, all right, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> he seems pretty brutal. And then I go watch it. Blows me away. I'm like, I never knew that they would take such a bold choice of having a bad ending to him. And not like a bad as in quality, like a the bad ending. Yeah. The bad guy wins. The bad guy wins. Yeah. What a bold move. No movie in our watch through has had a the bad ending before. Can you guys think of one even close? I can't. Not in this marathon, yeah. for sure. I, Not even close. You do have those films where the villain wins. Mm-hmm. There, There is basically no hope left. And My brain goes to Return or uh, Revenge. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. I, There's, yeah. We had Many feelings parallels. of that in um, X-Men Days of Future Past, where things were, you know, it was like an all-hope-seems-lost moment. In yeah. that timeline, they lose, right? Right. Right. I would and say that's cool. The, At the end of Logan, yeah. Logan dies. Logan mm-hmm. would probably be the closest you could kind of mm-hmm. the bad ending as the hero mm-hmm. passes on. But even then, it's a fitting tribute to the legacy that Hugh Jackman brings. This is just immediately so stopping. For me, my theater was completely silent mm. i heard a few gasps when spider-man dusted my theater was still packed a week later mm. like oh completely dude, sold out this this broke every record in the book i believe no that's force awakens holds the record for highest grossing american in the u.s but like this was like the sixth dude, movie to pass a billion or two billion or something, whatever it was i, th- I if it i remember something right, crazy infinity war made a billion on its first week it crossed a billion or it, it, that's either infinity war or Endgame. I forget which one it was, but it, I mean, it was huge. Oh, it was the sixth, the past two, no, 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 uh, fourth highest grossing movie at the time. 
Um, still to this day, I'm pretty sure. Still to this day, it's pretty high up there. I don't, I'm not sure what it the might actual be five because list of box of office records set by Infinity War highest opening weekend and single weekend gross at 640 mm. million dollars. Uh, high fastest to gross one billion in eleven days, mm. fastest to gross one and a half billion in eighteen days, beating Force Awakens. Uh, so Force Awakens reached a billion in twelve days. Force Awakens reached a billion and a half in nineteen days. It was the highest mm-hmm. grossing superhero movie at the time, uh, with Avengers being before that at one and a half. The highest 3D opening weekend gross of $366 million and the highest gross of 2018. Yeah. So, so it beat everything. Well, it was to the point where I was... I, I mean, I'm so hyped for this movie that every day I go I go to my study hall class and I, ju- I just watch the trailer. The only one to beat movie. it across the board is Endgame on everything. Yeah. On everything. There you go. Right there. It Which shows you how fast good. Fastest in five days. Fastest to billion and a half, eight days. This is crazy. <laughs> right. But like that's how much this movie was hyped up. And city, I was one of the ones who went on Thursday night for that. I got seven o'clock showing mm-hmm. and I had, but I, the way I had to do that, it was the moment tickets were released. I went and got primetime showtime for the closest theater to me. And I had a group of, I think, 10 people go and see that movie with me. And it so much of a range of emotions that you felt throughout the whole film. Because for better or worse, this Marvel, this kind of Marvel movie we've had, we haven't seen before. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about stakes? Oh, yeah. Especially in the MCU. Love stakes. They've never been higher than this. And you feel it. Yeah. Like that's what makes they, that's the beauty the, of Infinity oh, they War. They make you feel it in the opening minutes. Oh yeah. You know, Heimdall goes down. Thor is thrown around like a rag doll. Like the a god rag of thunder doll. is being th- Hulk is beat to a pulp by this guy who doesn't even use a stone. And then of course, the god of mischief. No resurrections this time. Dude. No resurrections. Dude, for you know Loki. who says the, the opening lines? It was the screenwriter yeah. for... No, the di- director for the first Thor. The director? Yeah. Okay. Kenneth yeah. Branagh? Yeah. Kenneth Branagh. He says the... the he is the... Asgardian bed. Oh, yeah, man. Th- that's that's him. sick. Yeah. I, I didn't know Good that. For him. That's really cool. I'm Yeah, let's talk about that opening sequence. What a fitting introduction mm. to the best villain, as some may call him. In the Marvel Universe, maybe, and I'm definitely one of the most iconic of all time after this. After Infinity War and Endgame, I'm pretty sure Thanos tracks as one of the most iconic and recognizable yeah. Oh, yeah. villains because of these two films. And also the incredible performance by Josh Brolin, oh, who yeah. does a lot more and- than voice Thanos. He was there in all of those right. scenes. In his styrofoam glory. Oh, 100%. You can look up the set photos. Old Jar Jar Binks mode. And you got to talk about like the VFX, like bringing to life this full CG character. Yeah. Thanos is really, really impressive. Never once do I... It's as good as a Davy Jones Pirates of the Caribbean. It's Even seamless. looking for nitpicks in the CG, it's so difficult to figure out. Like... It's so good. I love the CG in this movie. Do you have any? Is there anything that was there rough for you as far as CGI goes? wide shot where Thanos is walking towards the camera where his feet kind of jitter, like his whole body is trying to access up on his head. Oh, That's really? the only thing I was able to see. Hmm. Uh, there are some... Uh, it, it was uh, in Thanos' like lair mm-hmm. when he's walking towards Gamora. Yeah. 
Um, but besides that, I mean, there's some facial expressions sometimes, but very you get a minor. little bit of the the floating head stuff yeah. with Tony and yeah, I was Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the CG mm. post snap, yeah. I feel, takes a huge dip. I remember first uh, popping in the 4K disc and immediately going to the end because I wanted to see my favorite <laughs> scene in 4K and um, the Hulkbuster suit in that final like on Wakanda where Cap's laying on the ground and he's like sitting there. Hulkbuster looks awful. Mm. Um, Ro- really? Yeah, yeah. Um, War Machine looks awful because they just look like floating heads. Everywhere else it looks fine, but I don't know why that last shot just looks so bad. But interesting. That was those are my only like nitpicks with CG that I was able to find. Yeah. And for a movie that's like one hundred percent CG. This is basically an animated really film. Really impressive. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Do they are they even in New York? I don't think so. Are they even are they even on Titan? I don't think so. They could be though. I don't know. I just but I think the biggest the biggest thing you have to praise about Infinity War, and it goes without, I don't care who you are, the way that they are able to meld and mm-hmm. intertwine all of these stories from all of these different franchises. I know it's a connected universe, but the way they're able to do it, I mean, you're talking about the credits of this movie. Mm-hmm. Half of them are just the name of this person because there are so many main characters. Yeah from all the other movies and it is seamless it is seamless now are there choices made that maybe might not have happened had this have been from say a james gunn perspective Mm -hmm. or maybe a john favreau perspective possibly Mm -hmm. there are definitely choices in this movie that get people heated and angry Yeah. yeah But this is the Russo brothers we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. Veterans of the Marvel formula. They have done Winter Soldier. They have done Civil War. Two fantastic movies. And I believe both of those are in our top 10 mm-hmm. as of yes. right now. Where is this one going to stack up? Mm. And I would say that the biggest thing that they do well is action. And for a movie like Infinity War, where this has a ton of action, you get... I'm going to come right out and say this right here. Unless I'm forgetting something, in which case you guys remind me, Infinity War has the best action so forget far. Forget about Punisher Warzone in the Marvel Marathon. I'm saying it. I'm calling it right now. Infinity War has my favorite action sequences across. You forgot about Punisher Warzone, right? Marvel right, Marathon. Right. That's so the far. peak. <laughs> and you forgot about the Quack Fu. Is there a better one? Is there a better action? movie than infinity war i mean my brain would go to winter soldier logan's pretty pretty sick action and choreography in there logan is cool there were Uh, some act like i was joking about it but there were some cool things in punisher warzone that i liked doc ock stuff in spider-man 2 was really impressive yeah so but no i'm not some of the x-men things dude yeah i'm not gonna fight you on this blows them collectively like this is the movie that has definitely the Mm. best easily the best Need I say more than Doctor Strange versus Thanos? Right. Are you kidding me? These are some of the well. The whole fight on Titan is one of my favorite fights in the entire MCU. The payoff of the nano so good. I love yeah. that. Yes. Oh. Dude, are you kidding me? That, and that's what I'm saying. A, a lot of this is just the MCU has done the work. Right. All of these films have built to this, and now they really can just play with these characters they can mm. show us that- what would happen oh yeah thanos versus dr strange uh-huh. let's see it a big critique that this movie gets is it's not a movie 
it's just the conclusion of a lot of these or the start of the conclusion of a lot of these stories. How I view this now, whenever I watch it, this is our season season finale of that TV show we love. It has all been building to this. This is like your your Thursday night. You're sitting down with your popcorn. Oh, here's the lost finale. It's on right now. You watch it. All the little arcs, all the little stories that you've been watching weave throughout the quote unquote season are now all coming together. And that's what that's what this very much plays like. Yeah. And it's got your classic cliffhanger ending too, like a season finale would. It it just does it all in that season finale esque. And I think that's what it is. It, it is like like as a movie. I don't know. It would be interesting to show someone this who has never seen a Marvel movie and go, okay, what do you, what do you think of this? Famously, my dad has seen <laughs> many of the Marvel movies before he watched Infinity War for the first time, but there were many characters that he had never seen before. Um, for example, my dad and I hadn't seen all of the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. He hadn't seen any of the Guardians of the Galaxy. So he was like, who are these dudes? Um, Black Panther, we both hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen Ragnarok. I hadn't seen uh, Ant Man. Ant Man. Michael was not caught up. I was at not all. prepared for this movie when it came out. So here you go. So I guess I I am. You're the guy. Pretty close. Uh, I mean, I I saw the Iron Man movies. I saw the Thor movies. I saw Captain America. I saw the other Avengers movies before this. So I don't know. I I mean, it it gets you to fall in love with the characters you may have missed. Definitely with Guardians yes, for sure yeah. makes them. It shows okay, yeah, these guys are important. You got to watch the Guardians movies. Hang on, let let's talk about that intro scene for the Guardians now, for now, a now, second. Now, are you kidding? So good. It's like the movie now. starts and throws you into the plot space, and you got to factor in James Gunn what? does he produces on this movie, so he yes. has he has a hand in the Guardians. He's not fully excluded from this. Absolutely for yeah. sure, but. What I think you forget about is that the Guardians are supposed to be in this movie. They're in the trailers. That first yeah. Avengers trailer ends with the cliffhanger. Who the hell are you guys? And it's Thor. And he's looking at the Guardians. And you're mm -hmm. like, holy, how is that going to play out in this? This is so epic. And they're just space. You get the big words. And Rubber Band Man plays right. one of the best needle drops in the MCU Marvel oh, movie yeah. marathon for sure. <laughs> no coordinates. This was so high. Space. Just generically space. It's and amazing. I, one of my favorite jokes in this is got to be that he's Chris Pratt's mouthing the words to Rubber Band Man. And then he's like, <laughs> see you, Drax. And Drax is just dead out <laughs> down there. It's just this is exactly who the Guardians are. And this one scene for a minute oh, yeah. sets up exactly shows them exactly who they are. It introduces my dad to his favorite movies. <laughs> it, it's like, yeah, that that that's really why I love this movie so much. Is that seamless? Like, here's the here's a character you love. Oh, here's another character you love. Here's a group of characters you love, and they're just all doing what you like them to be doing. And they're all written very, very well. That is something that I was really worried like, about. Two to their yes. characters coming into the the Marvel movie marathon and the way we've been watching this, I was very afraid. Like, yes, I love Infinity War, but we've been following these characters' journeys very slowly. You know, through this marathon, how will this work? I think that it it does work very very well, and a lot of the character writing is so dead on. It's really impressive. It's uh, Christopher Marcus, Stephen McFeely, yep. correct? Oh yeah. Yeah. Shout out to them. Just I I can't even imagine sitting down when writing this script. 
insane. And if you've ever delved into the behind the scenes of the writing oh. process, I know that you boys are into this stuff, and especially for these films in particular, I mean, there is a lot that wasn't even shot that was that could have made it into this beast runtime mm -hmm. of a movie. Micah, is this our longest film on the marathon? I believe it's 231, correct? Two hours, 31 minutes? Uh, well, Endgame is the longest, but, right, so, but far, so far... Uh, Infinity War, 239. Uh, 229. It is... Fifth place, uh, just under Guardians 3, Eternals, Wakanda Forever, and Endgame. So the longest we've seen. Mm. Second the place is Civil War so at 227. Am I incorrect in saying that this feels more like an hour? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, this like, rushes, it flies. man. Dude, it flies so before quick. I, I had to catch myself and start rewinding scenes that I liked because I was like, this is going by too fast. I, I Every 20 minutes is like a complete movie, it feels like. It's crazy. So we had... Uh, we had paused, me and Mike watched it together, and we had paused it at like the 55 minute mark because I had to pee or something. And classic, I was just sit, so we were sitting there looking at where they were at in a 55 minute mark, how they've done way more than so many of these movies did in their entire runtime on the Marvel movie marathon. It, it's a behemoth, it's a behemoth oh, yeah. of a movie. As far as the Avengers go, mm -hmm. as far as let's start with Tony. Because there's a lot that is done with Tony. Oh. If you're going by screen time, Thanos, Gamora, then Tony. Yeah. We'll get to the Guardians, but Tony Stark in this movie. I remember going into this. Is he going to die? That yeah. was the. I, oh. Even in Civil War, it was this is Cap's third movie. Iron Man's right. in it. Is he going to die? And now we're in Infinity War times. And we all saw the trailers that have Iron Man sitting there and he is. It looks like he's holding a hand of someone, mm -hmm. either someone close to him or him himself. Is he going to die? Mm -hmm. And there's a moment in this film oh, where yeah. Tony gets stabbed in the theater. What, what, Everyone what's goes, your reaction Whoa! in the theater when he stabs Tony? Even a week later, people were still, I mean, I wasn't the only one in the theater watching it for the first time. There were shrieks in the theater. <sighs> When Iron Man was stabbed. Oh, yeah. And I mean, the I whole did. time you're even even here, even watching it, I think it was what, two days ago. I remember being like, oh, man, I forgot how brutal it was because mm -hmm. this fight with Thanos, how just the the nanotech keeps going to the, you know, different spots so that he can have these different weapons. So he can just all of it for the drop of blood that he gets. It's mm -hmm. just all of this effort for nothing. Right. And he just gets stabbed, almost dies. Mm. It's so crazy how far they take the this. The nanotech play in that scene too is really cool because he doesn't he doesn't have infinite nanotech. You see it running out; it's moving across his body, yeah. covering the areas that need to be covered, and then he forms the little the little blade. You know, and Thanos breaks it, oh, stabs him blade. like that. I th I thought Tony was dead. I did. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is it because we knew RDJ was leaving the MCU. It was very much open. We just didn't know if this would be it or if Endgame would be it and I, we can all agree that Endgame was very much where it should have been but that that was a lot of this movie the unexpected yeah going into Endgame you knew you knew Tony was done you knew Cap was probably done you maybe thought Thor was done going into Endgame but this one this one was the big mystery box yeah. what what is going to happen how is this going to end so yeah I, I remember just being happy like okay all right those all those characters are dusted but 
my boy, my boy Tony survived. I remember immediately out of the movie, uh, in the credits, people were like, why was Iron Man stabbed? He totally could have, because it's, it's his nanotech. Why did it break off and then stab him? Why didn't it just go back into the suit? And I think yeah. the, the, that's the, that was the biggest plot hole that people brought up. So one of the, one of the things that I loved when it comes to Tony Stark in this movie, and I love that they bring Pepper back mm-hmm. in the start. They're talking, they're talking about life and they're talking about, he has, he's having dreams of having a kid. And immediately, immediately when I sat in the theater and I saw this and him talking about a kid, I'm, oh man, they're going to do something with his character to make me even more endeared to Tony Stark than I already am. They lay the groundwork here and obviously it's continued at Endgame and I had no idea at that time. But the more you care for Tony, like Mm -hmm. slowly, progressively, he gets to be less and less of this character that you're just annoyed with. And I know for some people that never really grew out of it, but even in civil war, I don't fault Tony for any of it. The more and more he just becomes a tragic character. He's his past is coming to get him, but I love the moments with Tony and pepper in this. And especially when he goes out and pepper's like, Oh, I swear, Tony, you better not be on that ship. You need to come home. Mm. And right when she said those words, I'm I'm like, she's not coming home, which is why in that scene, I'm like, duh, he's done. Mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to get back. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he does, but that, it all adds to it, man. And yeah. I don't know, I like, especially seeing this, I'm not really ready for where Endgame yeah. takes it. Yeah. I really am not. I love <laughs> what they do with Tony in this movie. And it's especially evident when, uh, so I watched this with Ethan and uh, my fiance, Rebecca, if you guys are, are new. Uh, Rebecca is a, a pretty uh, recurring character on the on the podcast. Um, so we watched Infinity War, and she was like, "Yeah, I'd never seen. I've never seen any of the Iron Man movies." She, oh, what? All right. So we watched Iron Man this week. And oh, I saw it. Yeah, yeah, we watched Iron Man, and it was really cool to see the differences of Iron Man and. In Iron Man. The character difference. The character yeah. differences between, not like, oh, they wrote him wrong. No, no, no. Like, the, the character growth. development. The yeah. growth that you yeah. see from these movies. So he gets this PTSD from Avengers. He's never yeah. the same. He's never the same after Avengers. And that changes, that, that, what happens in New York affects him for the rest of the series. And it's so evident as all these things happen to him, as the missile lands next to him that says Stark Industries, he is a different person, man. Like Rebecca said that she didn't like Iron Man. Like she, as Tony was being introduced, she was like, I don't like this guy. My dad going into infinity war. He was like, "Uh, I didn't really want to watch it because it's just gonna be another Iron Man movie. I mean, that's, I don't like Iron Man. I don't like that Iron Man guy. My mom and dad are both on the same page. They're like, I hate that Iron Man guy. But then they watch infinity war and they're like, wow, (laughs) <laughs> this guy he almost died <laughs> well even even though like the writing for him specifically it's and everyone so much better he he i don't know if i would say better but oh. like just the the payoff that you get like sure. as, yeah, yeah. as bruce is explaining what's coming thanos mm-hmm. is coming and and he said and he goes tony as a, a wink and a nod really to those who have been paying attention he says this is it 
this is it this is what i've been i don't think it's you who doesn't understand that thanos has been inside my head for six years mm. after he sent an army to earth and now yeah. he's back and it's all this this ptsd from even not even from uh the first avengers film but that vision he gets right. from wanda what, yeah. in age of ultron of all of them piled up dead and all throughout this movie if you draw the through line that's what he's trying to avoid i don't know mm -hmm. if it's better to do it on our turf or his there we have the surprise so that's our advantage that mm -hmm. let i so tony stark it's gonna let's just say this it's gonna be hard to pick my favorite character in this because mm -hmm. i want to shift gears now unless you guys want to say anything more about tony oh, I, I, oh just, yeah not about yeah. tony he's got so much interplay with all the like you you know why ten, tony's been the center of the mcu because whenever they throw him in a scene with any other character it is just <laughs> rdj is just so good at playing off others mm -hmm. like you never thought you'd see tony with the guardians Dude. never thought you'd see him with dr strange he's like you literally leaning on the, the cauldron of the cosmos <laughs> you know like it's it's so good to get oh, the interplay between all these characters and really it it's just like a nice like this this movie and endgame are why i say that the mcu is is worth re-watching yep. mm -hmm. these two movies and you have good movies sprinkled out through there but it's really these two that really make it like essential in my opinion because it just there are a few things this rewarding to watch yeah. as this movie is this watching this movie again again made me want to watch the whole thing again mm -hmm. with rebecca because she hadn't seen <laughs> the whole thing like this literally made me exactly what cool. you said and i i love how i mean i've said it for previous movies and this is another great example of uh, a film doing exactly what only that movie can do they saw all of these opportunities to have mixes of characters that we've never seen before and probably never will again. Mm -hmm. And they take it as far as we need it to go. And it's great. I love the Thor and Guardians dynamics. I love the Iron Man, Peter, and Doctor Strange dynamics. Uh, I, I just love all of the interminglings. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how... And, yeah charismatic everybody is <laughs> even then like we're not even getting into like some of the best like that's why i'm not setting a time limit on this podcast because we haven't even talked about many of the other main characters and there's still combos that i want to talk about mm -hmm. another character that i want to highlight mainly because she has the second most screen mm -hmm. time in the film is gamora um i was looking at the poster on disney plus and it's her tony and thanos and she, I mean, she has, she's center right here in the in our poster in the back. She is. So I remember the honest trailer coming out mm -hmm. for this movie, and they're going through the credits of everything, and they're saying almost incredulously, "And the best actor in the movie," and they pointed to Gamora. <laughs> she goes through so much in this movie. Right when she's introduced, she's with Thor, and then it's, "Hey, I know exactly what's coming." Mm -hmm. You need to kill me if you have the chance. And dude, oh, man. from that How moment she on, makes Peter go serious. I love that. So she she says it first, and Peter's like, oh, yeah, whatever. I'd yeah, I really would. I really would, but, <laughs> but you know, I, I love you. And No, no, no. You don't understand. If he catches me, you need to kill mm. me. And then Peter's like, all right. And even in That's that powerful. moment when yeah. that happens. Yeah. She's asked, hasn't she? 
do it. And he throws her right up oh, against man. his gun. And he's like, I told you to go right. Like, dude, are you kidding? Dude, there, there's so Chris much. Pratt, man. <laughs> he goes through it to everyone. So right after this movie came out, you know, you're talking about the memes. The memes went crazy. The dusting oh, yeah. stuff went crazy. The I don't feel so good went crazy. But the Peter Quill hate, mm. that was abundant. That oh, was yeah. huge. And even every time you watch it, you are like, y'all had him. Uh, y'all had him. Oh, man. And, but you you have to go back to who Peter Quill is They're and how all the way to the it, they, they play it as a joke in this movie, him comparing his tragic backstory to Thor's. You know, mm. that's played as a joke. But Quill, he is one of our most tragic characters. And finally, as this woman he loves, they have their first on-screen kiss in this movie. And that is all ripped from him. Mm. So you have to factor in, like, what emotions would be going through that guy? Yeah, this is the Mad Titan. He's has the Infinity he Gauntlet. another person that he Right, loves. but he, he lost Gamora. And sure, he should have had self-control and not bashed Thanos' head in. And we're all mad at him for that. But it's not, it's not completely out of character. But what I love so much about movies like this and scripts like this when mm-hmm. you have the bad guy winning is there are moments in the movie where you can tell, oh man, if they, if they just did this one thing different. And I think it's cool. The big, the big three, they all get like a kind of a, a moment where they, they could have done something different. Thor obviously should have gone for the head. Yeah. Right. Uh, Cap, he has his iconic, we don't trade lives line. They could have killed Vision off. They could have killed Vision a lot earlier. Yep. Save the ending. And then Tony, they fly the time stone right into Titan when Doctor Strange is like, We can't we can't go this way. So I like that. You you get you give our characters some choices that are ultimately wrong. And mm-hmm. you making, They're all things you can debate about. Like yeah. was their action justified? Did Mookie do the right thing? And this is this is just kind of uh I, I love the writing in this. I love it. Yeah. And uh, another uh, thing that I want to add is, was Thor written properly? Yes. Because oh, this is yes. not the oh. Thor from Thor Ragnarok. I think I said, it, I said it to you. I'm like, this This, this is such a better Thor. This than, is, this is it really favorite. just puts to shame. Well, love and Thunder. I, love, and, and, love and Thunder oh. and Ragnarok's writing. Love, love Ragnarok as much as you want. The script isn't there for me. Uh, the character development isn't there for me. And it just proves it with the movies yeah. around it. Like, I, Infinity War takes Thor. Because uh, I'm sure what uh, they got for writing Infinity War were the plot points that would be going on in Ragnarok. So he would lose his dad. He would uh, have Ragnarok ensue upon Asgard by his sister. His sister would die. These are the plot points that they had to base Thor off of. So they had, a, And he would lose his eye. So they gave it that to him and they're like, all right, 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 Thor. And then they gave him this really serious, really just heartbroken trauma ridden Thor. He, he has I quips, love this. Thor. He has quips and jokes, but they're very much like it's a lot more tame. If they character. had if they had Thor the way he was in Ragnarok, it would be too much. It would be too much. Too many comedy people, too many, especially paired with the Guardians. Right. He would be. Too much of a quote unquote Marvel character. He would be that right. and he he calls Groot Tree and he calls yeah, Rocket and that's Rabbit. Fine. That's but fine. I totally picked on it this time. I think he genuinely thinks Rocket's name is Rabbit. Yeah. 
the way he talks to him. It's way more believable than the improv-esque uh, character growth that he has in Ragnarok. I mean, you need go no further than his conversation with Rabbit or Rocket. <laughs> yeah. I, dude, you know, I'm 15,000 years old. I've killed twice as many enemies as that, and each one would have rather killed me first, but they didn't. Thanos is just the latest in the long line of bastards to feel my wrath. Fate wills it so. And mm. and then he's explaining to Rocket about all the trauma that he's gone through in his life. And dude, trauma-ridden Thor is my favorite all Thor, right, however much it captain. hurts me. Yeah, <laughs> like... Say what you want about what Endgame does with Thor, and I think it's totally believable where they go, but this Thor is something else, man. Especially mm -hmm. something else. When he gets his hammer, when he gets Stormbreaker. Oh. He has one of the four big epic Avengers theme moments. This is his movie for his moment. Iron Man of uh, Hulk has his moment in the first Avengers. Iron Man has it in Age of Ultron, and this time it's Thor with Bring Me Thanos. The second time I saw this movie, I knew it was coming, and I did not want to keep going back to the theaters to see this moment. I knew I had to see it many times. I <laughs> sat in theaters. There, there, I still it. <laughs> have it on my iPad to this day, and I'll still go back and Look watch this, it when dude, I'm feeling bring nostalgic. Bring an iPad to the movie theater? Dude, I, wanted, I wanted this... <laughs> It wasn't on my his phone. phone. He brought a whole iPad into the theater. <laughs> Straight up, bro. And it was epic. I'm talking... This one of the most epic moments in the MCU. It's one of my favorite moments. Everyone's down. Everyone's down for the count. There's too many of them. And then the theme starts to swell. And Thor comes back. And his... Truly the strongest Avenger. Especially in theaters. The sound mixing when he jumps mm. oh, into the, good. the sky, even now it's like, but it was like this weird sound mix of thunder and like a, the way they did it, Skywalker sound, Lucasfilm company, Excellent. the way they did it, fantastic. Thor is perfect. Yeah, and you just have Groot and Rocket riding his back. That's so fun. <laughs> yes. That's so fun. I think we should talk about our our uh, second of the dynamic duo from Ragnarok that made their way over, Bruce Banner. Um, what do you guys think about him in this movie? No Hulk, just Bruce. And this is he's just Bruce. This is the last of Hulk, really. This is we get. a lot of people's big problem, and it's amplified by what Endgame does. Mm -hmm. But but say that for Endgame. When save we get that there. for Endgame. Obviously, what this does for Hulk. The decision where I didn't really know if it was a good idea was in Wakanda, mm -hmm. and there's a moment where Hulk can come out, can save the day, and it's like, I know you're going to make, make an entrance as Hulk. Well, this is the last second. And then it doesn't happen. Yeah. And you're om almost, even now, I'm like, ooh, mm. maybe it would have been good for Hulk to it come out. It would have been cool moment. to see. Yeah. But it's a bold choice to yes. literally... Have the Mad Titan be the the end of Hulk as we know and love him. Well, you know, I think that this is uh, they have him not be Hulk because each of the Avengers they strip away their powers. They they change their power in some way or strip away from them. So Hulk doesn't have his Hulk cap, doesn't have his shield. Iron Man, his nano tech is used against him. Um, who else is there? Thor. Thor. He doesn't have his. He doesn't have Mjolnir. The whole movie, he's trying to get his, his axe, his Stormbreaker. Right? So, in that way, 
I think it works. I uh, think I don't. I don't think it works plot wise, but to make an interesting story, it works for me. I think it works that like like why is he th- Hulk for Hulk's a always been years? like the child side, like out enraged side of Bruce, mm-hmm. and the fact that you could like did destroy that side. I think it's pretty cool, and it, it was very shocking in Endgame when that happens, but you kind of get it in the end of this movie, the last line, I think, or one of the last lines, kind of right after that scene, mm. is he's like, Hulk, buddy, we have a lot of things we got to work out, and that that leads to the next movie where they, they combine the brain and the brawn, which... Say what you will in that movie, but I, I kind of I like I like it. Estab- like like I'm saying, they establish Thanos so well. Mm-hmm. Where literal the reason why the Avengers assembled in the first place was the God of Mischief coming to New York. Opening five minutes, God of Mischief's neck York, is, is snapped. He's not a threat anymore. The Hulk, who very much was as you said, that rally cry in that first Avengers movie. Is, is bodied by Thanos. Dude, uh, what an excellent feat of strength. He doesn't have... He doesn't use the he stones. He doesn't use any of the stones against Hulk, you, and he just bodies him. A big complaint when we'll get to Endgame is that the Thanos in there is too strong, but you kind of see in this movie how Thanos is just trying to do what he needs to do. Like, mm. he could easily wipe out and kill... Like he he turns Gamora or not Gamora he turns Drax and Mantis into like these weird shapes he could have killed them there which is straight out of the comics I right mean. yeah he doesn't though he he shows restraint he he's very much like I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do I'm not gonna try to murk everyone and even you have Thor say like half half the Asgardians escaped right he he probably let that half escape yeah so that's how Thanos is he's not. And I think it's a perfect way to segue into Thanos, but he is not the villain of his own story. He genuinely sees what, like, he's not evil for evil's sake. This, this Thanos wins. Oh, yeah. This Thanos dies a Thanos winner. Thanos is the, this, yeah. Infinity War is about Thanos and his mission. He mm-hmm. has the most screen time. He has the most screen time and at 29 minutes. That is 10 minutes more than second place at Gamora. Crazy. That, of, what other movie like what's the Joker versus Batman runtime in Dark Knight? Like, is it anywhere near the the proportion of this? Like that's crazy. And let me tell you how well they do that because in a way you almost feel in a weird way endeared to his cause and endeared to him as a person at number one from his conversation with Gamora. And it's do you know what's happened since then on your planet? The lives that I've saved, the happiness that's happened since that day when I killed half your planet, the bellies that are full now, they've all they've known is full bellies and clear skies. It's a paradise. Mm. And to him it's the, and then you get one of the most emotional points in the film where so much this means so much to him to help the universe. Mm-hmm. That he's willing to sacrifice his favorite and most prized and loving daughter, Gamora. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I. It's a horrible act to do. This is the end of Gamora. Yeah. But in a weird way, why do I sit there and feel sad for Thanos in that moment? Huh. Because he sits there and. I don't really tears. feel. I don't feel sad for Thanos. 
But it's not it's sad that we just lost. I I called I called this cliff when we watched it. I'm like, this is just the cliff of killing off great female characters. Mm. So you get Gamora die, <laughs> and then next one you get Nat. Same cliff. Definitely, I'm not taking away I think from Gamora dying. I think it's the emotion on Thanos' face that really sells it. I think that this is... I mean, it's surprising that they're able to put this... I've never seen this much emotion into a CG character before. But that's what I'm saying. Like, you're not... It's not evil for evil's sake. He's willing to sacrifice yeah. something he loves for this. Yeah. So in a weird way, you're almost like, all right... And this that, isn't an Emperor Palpatine type. <laughs> yeah, and while Gamora saw Thanos' love as, like, the worst father in the world, that was how Thanos showed his love. He shows his love to the universe by snapping his fingers and giving it that salvation, right? So while some might say Thanos didn't love Gamora, Thanos, you know, he was he was so mean to her, that was how he expressed love. And sure, it might not be the nicest way. Like, we as humans uh, <laughs> don't train our our daughters and uh, destroy uh, our nebulas to make them cyborgs or right, whatever. Right. But it's just got a different definition. That's of how he was raised. Yeah. I mean, he never taught me to lie. Yeah. Speaking I love that scene. I love that scene. That I I taught I taught you to or what was it? Tell you to. Oh, let me, do you guys know the quote? <laughs> oh, I, while, while you look that up, I find right. this super interesting. You have the the screen time counter on here. T'Challa, we have three minutes thirty seconds. Tom Hiddleston's Loki, we have three minutes fifteen seconds. T'Challa only has fifteen seconds more screen time Joker than Loki. Joker has thirty three minutes in Dark Knight, by the way. Okay. Holy cow! That's really cool what they do with with Loki in that. Dang. those opening minutes even t'challa man uh -huh. like well we'll get to him um i want to say though about since we're on the topic of villains red skull yeah are you're you strong me? me you're generous me but i never tell you to lie that's why you're so bad at it that's why you're so bad at i it. love that line so when i was in the theater this got the biggest reaction from the crowd when Red Skull showed mm -hmm. up. Oh, yeah. Everyone in my theater was like, oh, are you kidding me? I sat there and I was like, no way. When he showed up, uh, I remember sitting in the theater, everyone else goes, oh, and I go, I've seen that guy before. <laughs> Where is he from? Which movie is he from? What, what happened with him? That's the dude from that one movie, isn't it? Dude. I never thought he was a Marvel character when I saw it the first time. I was like, I'm thinking of a different that's, movie. That's, that's not the dude it. from uh, The Little Mermaid yeah, with the claws. <laughs> like, they didn't bring back, what's his name, to uh, to play him, though? No, that's no. weird. He's actually uh, Ross Marquand. Walking Dead alumni. Ross Marquand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, voices him expertly. Uh, but I love all of his dialogue is like expertly written. I too once seek the stones, you know, like, but my favorite line that he has is when Gamora is giving her monologue about finally the universe has judged you and it's seen you unfit to fulfill your mission. And then he turns around and there's tears in his eyes and he's like, tears, really? Mm -hmm. And it's quiet. Mm -hmm. There's nothing left and they're not for him. Instantly, from that point on, 
it's just a complete emotional like Gamora she's dead I mean so you go after this movie and you're like okay the heroes are probably coming back but then you start to think about the ones who didn't die from the snap who just died from natural causes Gamora, Vision, Heimdall. That's another one. Heimdall, dude. And Loki. Mm -hmm. The dog. Magic flow through me one last time. It's very funny because all four of those characters we just listed have come back in some form of another in different ways. We had Heimdall in the Thor Love and Thunder post credit scene. Loki has a second Hmm. season of a show. Vision (laughs) appeared in Wanda and Vision. And uh, Gamora is multiversal shenanigans back. Idris so, Elba comes back in Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Yes, Ooh. yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's something true. that I think is uh feet to this movie and a big, big, the biggest complaint, one of the biggest complaints I remember at the time, and it's a wonder, we haven't talked about him yet in this podcast. Captain America, Steve Rogers. What do we, how do we feel about him and his lack of screen time in I this say, massive yeah, film? Well, right, because there's a reason we haven't talked about him, because uh, how much screen time does uh, does old Cap have right now? Uh, the least, I think, out Steve of the... Steve Rogers. Hey, oh, he, he, he oh. was like 15. There he is. There he yeah. is. Six minutes and 45 seconds. Less than Peter, less than Bruce, less than Thor, less than Tony. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to a movie this big, some characters are going to get sidelined. As big as Cap is, it kind of hurts. Even Natasha, five but minutes. Black Widow, Falcon, War Machine, like they they don't yeah. really have a lot and to do. I think the biggest credit to this movie is, end of the day, you leave those core six Avengers alive. Yes. And you make them the focus of Endgame, which is a super, was a super good choice. And yeah, you can look at this and go, ah, oh, I wish I got more Steve here. But... Y'all, y'all, Steve fans get Steve. You get Steve, oh, in and you get him, man. Yeah. All right, so we are in. Dude, say what? Say what Rebecca? Say what, what I was gonna say. <laughs> so Vision's down, right? The theme starts playing. The train's going by. They're all like, "Huh? What's beyond the train?" We all know. We all know. The the We're train excited. leaves. Me and Micah. Right. Yeah. It's it's silhouetted. Uh, then he he walks forward, and Rebecca goes. <laughs> Did she get out of her chair? Yeah, I don't she remember. She like got out of her chair. She She's like, like, oh, hey. It's like, oh, it's him. It's him. So she she felt a little what we felt in the theater at that moment. I mean, I was blushing too I when mean, he showed up. Chris but... Evans with a beard. That's what that does to you, right? Come on. Beard that's and a... the star emblem ripped off his mm-hmm. chest. If only Superman had something like that, then we can have a. Yeah. If he had a mustache going. <laughs> Uh, well, we're talking about a peak here. Let's not bring in that. Let's not bring in that crap, which coincidentally did come out before this movie, 2017. Man, was this what they were trying to get Justice League out before Infinity War, right? I think yes. Well, among many reasons, there's reasons that that came. It was rushed because but, of it. Oh man, it was very rushed. <laughs> but I still haven't seen Justice League. Justice League. If oh you will. man, you are a. You're lucky. Marathon idea, question mark? Listeners, let us know. Comment down below. BVS watch through. Oh. <laughs> the whole catalog. I don't know about that one. Ah, oh, man. Um, as far as... Who else do we need to talk about right now? Because I'm drawing up... What do I we mean, think get of... this man a shield. Let's keep talking about Cap. I mean, I love him in uh, in the Wakanda fight. There you go. 
I love his little Wakandan shields, and he's just like gashing on people. A little, a little, a little detail, space dogs. The little detail of Cap and uh, Black Panther running ahead of everyone yeah. because of their the serum enhancement is a great detail. That I mean, who thinks about putting that in? Someone had to be like, oh, you know what? They should be running ahead of everyone because they are serum. They really do like understand the characters' powers and oh, yeah. using them really coolly. And yeah, unlike go, some go X Men movies. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, man, I feel like yes. X Men. Could have used a little bit of that treatment where they just really use their powers to the extent. There are a couple really great scenes in some X-Men movies, but as a whole, I feel like they let us down. Mm-hmm. But as far as like, but you're, that's the thing. You don't, you aren't, you don't care about all the X-Men yeah. characters like you do about everyone in this movie. Like Black Panther came out three or four months before this film. And it's already as iconic as, oh, let's put the music from black panther in this movie to signify what's coming mm-hmm. before it's here and you're immediately you know. sent into wakanda yeah. by the drums that start beating and just one of the most epic prep scenes ever and as black panther and okoye are sitting there and talking and they're like assemble this tribe send word to jabari and it's like dude oh man dude we're gearing up for something epic we're gearing up for a phantom menace style battle with the shield and everything in wakanda and it's and then they get bucky in the mix and you're just in it from then on like yeah they were so hot off of black panther that they included things like they were still in character from black panther because it was a week after black panther wrapped infinity war wakanda scenes were starting to film yeah and uh like the whole uh ubambe or whatever like the war cry ubambe yeah Yeah. like those were not in the script originally that was all uh what's his name um kugler uh yeah like there was uh who played uh, um mbaku Mbaku, he started the the chat he started the chant he brought it up on set is it winston dukes that might be it that might be it i'm not sure you know a noticeable person who isn't in this movie daniel kaluuya kaluuya yeah, but yeah, the, the, I notice that there's like little characters that aren't in it, or or when they are in it, they're immediately sidelined. So net, like Ned cameo. So like Wong, 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 yeah. he shows up for a little bit and he's immediately dips out. Right, Ned, he shows up, dips out. Um, Stanley shows up, Stan- dips out. Peppers, <laughs> peppers in there for peppers a bit. Peppers in there for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Dips out. I yeah. mean, who are other? Uh, I mean, Heimdall. He dies at the beginning. Oh. We got <laughs> so, Nick Fury. We got yeah, Winston Duke. You're right. He's only in there for a there minute. Shuri. Uh, I mean, Shuri plays a, a Ned leads role, 15 seconds. That's the amazing. Stone, I find it funny. The Stone Keeper, Ross Marquand. Come on, just call him Red Skull. <laughs> oh, man. That I mean, that's that could be a legitimate complaint about this movie. I would even say that that's what makes Endgame Loki. They kill him, man. <laughs> a little more. I don't know if I'd say better, but it's just you get to spend more time. There's more time yeah. to breathe because they wipe out everybody. Yes. I'm okay yeah. with that. This movie not being that because right. Endgame exists. Yeah. This movie can be the I don't have time to breathe because. We're trying to stop Thanos. But that was a and big critique at the time. I remember when, uh, so there was there was the two critiques. There was Iron Man should have died in this movie was the big critique. And from then the who? other one was, yeah, wait, well, hold like on. I heard that a lot. Where are you pulling okay. this from? Like oh, okay. after the movie came out, people were like, oh, they should have just killed Iron Man. They shouldn't have killed off Spider-Man. They shouldn't have, you know, all these things because we didn't have Endgame in sight. We didn't, we didn't know about these things and <laughs> how peak Endgame would be. I love your circles versus... 
the real circles I, of talk. I, yeah, yeah. Well, that was I, like I, my my plebeian experience. Your theater so, bros. Well, I actually had a few of those when I left too. Because so when that movie ended and I went back to work that day, there was a there was a girl at the front at the front cashier, and she we were talking. I was like, dude, you got to go see this new Avengers movie. And she was like, I don't really care about the Avengers. I just like the Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, oh, they're in it. And she's like, I'll just wait and. And you can just spoil it for me. I don't really care. And I was like, are, are you are you sure you spoiled it for her? Ben? And she's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to see the movie. And I was like, well, the, they kill off the Guardians in the movie and, or most of them. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> and that weekend she went and saw it and she came back and she was like, what? And there's something for everyone in this movie. But like those complaints. I would never spoil a movie for someone. I she have done wasn't going to see it though. Yeah, the other big, the other yeah. big criticism of this movie was there were too many characters. You had to watch everything. I remember all the news articles that were coming out where it was like, "You got to watch thirty movies to go watch this movie." <laughs> like, imagine what? how it is now. Or, or people were like, "Oh, this movie sucked because I didn't know any of the characters." Well, you got to watch. You got to watch thirty movies. And I think what this movie did, and what every movie since it hasn't been able to do. I mean, Endgame was because Endgame was very is very similar to this, but this this movie ignited the um, the criticism and the what's it's not roller coastification, right? Sure, the <laughs> roller the bipolarness, I guess, of the MCU. Where mm-hmm. before this movie came out, the movies that would come out, everyone would be like, "Okay, let's go see this. This will be great." But then right after this, the next MCU film, you get Ant Man, very mixed reviews. You get uh, Captain Marvel, very mixed reviews. Then Endgame, of course. Everyone basically really loved that one. But then, since then, everything has been very mixed reviewed till you get Spider-Man uh, No Way Home. People love right. that one. Because it, it feels like... Even since, Guardians 3 is pretty mixed. Right. It feels like since Infinity War came out, it showed everyone what the best of the best is and now that is just what fans expect a lot of, a lot of the say time they should have ended at any game. right and if it's not the best of the best then what the heck's the point mm-hmm. so yeah. that's why good movies like shang chi don't get respect they deserve good movies like doctor strange 2 possibly i love that movie. right i, I like actually it. watched that i haven't and, seen it since theaters yeah and movies like guardians 3 which people still are like which i actually think after watching Guardians Three and watching this movie again, it's even better because really? I care I care more about Rocket than yep. I did Ooh. before. Yeah, yeah, okay. And yeah, the, the universal acclaim that the MCU had, and I think also the 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 building towards something. I know we're right. going we're somewhere. United we don't that. have that right now in the MCU. And you can say, oh well, we have Kang. That is so in limbo. I don't care who you are. We don't even know if Jonathan Majors is going to be playing Kang at this point. Uh, who knows? And especially after the writer's strike, who knows where mm-hmm. they're going to go? Yeah, I mean, the court stuff keeps going on. We'll and, see. And that's that's the thing. We were building to secret invade or secret wars. and But when's it coming out? I mean, for all we know, this movie's not coming out to 2030. Mm-hmm. And now it's just the next Marvel project we have coming out is... The Marvels. The Marvels. Peak. Although I heard something absolutely insane. They're going to delay it? No. About the movie that if it's true, I can't even believe that. I heard the ending is 
crazy that they just <laughs> changed it like that's typical. Very close I to the end of it was a post credits rumor. Okay. And if it's true, let's just say I'm probably gonna see Subscribe it. to our Patreon to hear that discussion. Absolutely. <laughs> our float plane. Um as far as other things that we need, I want to mention Alan Silvestri's score for mm. this movie. This is the return to form of the Avengers theme and the Alan Silvestri score that we know and love. The main Avengers theme is back. He returns for the double feature that is Infinity War and Endgame, and he has some absolute bangers. Bangers in this one, including... Uh, I think his, I think his best one it is Porch in this one. It's his fourth most listened to song on Spotify, followed by Portals, Forrest Gump, Portals theme, and yep. then um, the Avengers. And the Avengers theme is so iconic. 119 million listens yeah. on Spotify. Well, they switch it up in Age of Ultron. They give you a Danny Elfman, who which he's fantastic. All right. Um, but it's a different spin on the Avengers theme and having it back now, especially mm -hmm. in the trailers for this movie. Uh, it's, it's a nice little thing to have, uh, help arrives a great track. Um, and then I think there's one for Thor when he gets his, um, when he gets his hammer back and that track is really, really good, including the scene between vision and Scarlet, Witch. the score does a lot of the heavy mm -hmm. lifting, including, Scarlet Witch is acting. I will say that, and I I do want to comment on that scene. Their their dynamic is a new one. It's very good and kind of hinted yeah. at in previous films, but this is where they go kind of you fall buy into, into it. it. Yeah. Oh, I also you like travel delays. It. You didn't you didn't talk travel about delays. That's is one good. of my That's Thanos's theme. Um, but but yeah. when it comes to Vi Vision and Scarlet Witch, the it's it's right out of left field. They have to do so much in this movie to get you endeared to them and. All it takes is one conversation between the two and, and Vision stumbling over his words. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to speak for myself. I, no, it works. It, and she has to mm -hmm. say it for him because mm -hmm. he's just, he doesn't understand the intricacies of human Which interaction. Which is really cool because he's an AI. Why would an AI stumble hmm. on his own words? And that just shows that he's becoming more human. He's more than that. He's evolving. Yeah. That's yeah. what Tony says in this movie. And yes, he definitely is. And it makes it so heartbreaking that the man and woman who love each other yeah. need to, she needs to destroy it. It shouldn't be you, but it is. It's not fair. I don't feel anything. I just feel you. It keeps you on such the, the very edge of your seat for this whole battle of Wakanda. As soon as they show up in Wakanda, there is no, I mean, pretty much the whole movie, but like it just amplifies and amplifies and amplifies the whole movie, you know? Oh, we got to get the, we got to get the stone out. All right. Well, it's going to take a while. Uh oh, well now they're barging in. Uh oh, well now vision has to fight a little bit. Uh oh, mm -hmm. well now we got to get the stone out still. Mm -hmm. oh, and now we have to destroy it. Mm -hmm. And now he's back. Thanos pulls it out. Like it's up and up and up with vision. It's crazy. He kind of feels like a damsel in distress in some ways. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, every every scene he's in, he just gets knocked down and stabbed by the uh, by the the people with the honey. Oh, he does have a good words. moment where he kills Corvus Glaive. Yeah, he does yeah. stab him in the back. We don't trade lives, Captain. That's a good. That's a good line. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yes, he's like a time and time again. He was. We gotta save Vision. He just gets stabbed. You kind of <laughs> glossed over that moment when Thanos reverses time. That was. Mm. I remember just jaw dropping in the theater, like, wow. Because I, 
don't know about you guys, but me going into this movie, no part of me thought Thanos would get all the stones. In the, this movie. In we this thought movie, it would yeah, be half of the, them at the least. The trailers even made you think that. He, he wouldn't get all these stones. But he does. And that that's huge that he reaches his goal by the end of this movie. But not only that, but the way that the stones are used, specifically the time stone in that sequence, and then the reality stone. Yeah. Oh, when man. The, the collector's there. That That's a really great scene. No more like collector. He, he starts the movie with the power stone. Like, just right away. Really bold choice. Where was the power stone at? Why not like, where... show the destruction of Xandar? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because uh, that's where I was held, and he goes there and just wipes them out. They don't have time. They don't have time to show that he just went what in there and absolutely an wiped them out. Opener. We didn't even talk about it that much. The opening scene? The opening scene, dude. I think we gave it. We didn't talk about like the undying fidelity. I love I mean, Loki's the death. death of Loki. Dude. That was that was dude. the tonal set for this whole movie. I remember uh, not having high expectations for it. I remember hearing it was good. Uh, and then Loki dies, and you are... Mm-hmm. Well, what? I, his line, the sun, the sun will shine on us again, brother. Yeah. Like, even now, to this day, I'm like... We, I mean, we kind of talked about it before yeah. on the podcast, but like... Man, I'd love to see those two together one more time. And I know it's not the same Loki, but it's be possible. Whole, it would work. It, it, would work. it would work. The sun will shine on them again. But, I mean, yes, the opening scene is fantastic. Uh, even as good as the ending sequences with Thanos as he just... Did we just lose? And all Captain America says is, oh, God. And then you get that porch theme that we talked about by Alan Silvestri and Thanos just walks out, limps out. Little farmer, dude. And just sits down. His fried left arm. I mean, it's one of the greatest scenes in the MCU for so many reasons. Just for the fact that you sit there, you watch many of your favorite heroes die. And then Thanos takes his victory. He just sits. Yeah. And you're left feeling so empty. (laughs) Like I live, you leave the theater. No one says a word. It, no one's talking about you're anything. Like, you're like, the credits just roll, and you're still like, that can't be it. Then you're like, okay, give me a glimpse. Let me give me a glimpse of hope. Okay, please. Okay, it's Nick Fury. All right, Nick Fury will save the day. Oh no, he's gone too, dude. Oh, oh, his, his little transponder that'll save the day. That'll save Captain Marvel. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, we'll say so that hopeless. before. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the thing, the, the little transponder Ooh. laid on the ground, and immediately I'm like, who? Who's that? What is that? <laughs> right. What does this mean? Or uh, someone next to me was like, oh, Captain Marvel. I'm like, oh, yeah, I can't get I, I know. I know who the that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just remembered the animated DC things I would watch, and I'm like, Captain Marvel, that, that guy's DC. Shazam? That's Shazam. What? Wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know. Like, for someone who is hyped up to save the day, she doesn't really do much. Well, except for the fact that except she saves destroy the person. The we all know that post credit scene's there because you needed to see that movie. And I mean, yes. heck, that post credit scene worked. That's a billion-dollar movie right there. That's a well, good point. I, okay, I don't think it was because of the post credit scene. I think it was because it's a movie in between Infinity War and Endgame where everyone was wondering, like... What's going on, I mean, guys? Ant-Man Ant- Ant- didn't reach that height, though. Ant-Man no, didn't hit did, that. It didn't because 
Ant-Man's a sequel, not a... Like, we already kind of knew what was going to go down in okay. Ant-Man. Fair, fair. Uh, but Captain Marvel, she was the one referenced. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll agree with you, Ethan. That was... Uh, Directly was, from Avengers Infinity War, yeah. though. That's the tease. Then this you go into Captain continue. Marvel, and it's from the 90s, and you're like, oh, shoot. All this right, is it's a, a period piece. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to tell us anything about Endgame. <laughs> Although, technically, it kind of does. Oh, yeah, it does. Mm, yeah. Yeah, in well, a way. I mean, we'll, we'll get to talk she about found it. I mean, I didn't see it till after Endgame anyway, so I don't <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Um, I want to say, I, well, I'll say, what else do you guys want to say and mention I mean, before the, we go into our I categories? could talk about this all day, Dude. so I'm going I'm to leave it there. I think the yeah. weakest scene for me is... Uh, Ooh, problems. I promised the viewers, yes, I do we have any issues with Infinity War? The weakest scene for me, even though the dialogue is pretty great, it's kind of dull, like the whole scene composure and Thanos' lair. Kind of, I mean, it, it's a big old empty room with a chair. And then Gamora. I just remember watching this. Uh, on rewatch, it doesn't entertain as much as the rest of the movie. Thanos' uh, lair? Thanos' lair. Like I mean, the look, design of it? The design, uh, Nebula just kind of sitting around, like, I don't know. I didn't like it as much. Wait, that, hold on, what? I love the dialogue between Gamora. Wait, 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 wait. Laughing at me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Gamora, what? Let, it, let him talk. Let him no, talk. No, 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 man. okay, wait, wait, wait. The yep. dialogue between Gamora and Thanos is great. The blocking, the visuals of it. Just the scene composure, the set, it just seems bland. Like it was just, all right, we got to do a little bit of exposition dump. We got to throw some really good lines in there. We mm -hmm. got to, and that was it. It was for the people that didn't watch Guardians, the ones that needed the the connection between Thanos and Gamora, because this is like the only scene we get between Thanos and Gamora yeah. before the death. And it serves its purpose. That's all it needed to do. It just was the transition scene between... Uh, Gamora being captured and Gamora being dead. All right, that's fair. And for that to be the only weak scene for me, that's not bad. That is me kind of nitpicking on a well, on yeah, a very you, stellar movie. You kind of have to nitpick. Like, yeah. What I would say for my nitpick of this movie is that there's maybe too much action. Really? Like there's not, not really breath. Not enough There's time to not enough, like, you aren't, you're thrown into action scene after action scene after action scene, and if, especially on rewatch, you've definitely seen these before, and they're entertaining as all get out, but after a while, there are certain points yeah. where I'm like, hmm, alright, okay, I'm ready for the next part, because it's just, holy cow, this, they're going at it. Again and again and again and again and again and again. I didn't get that feeling, but if you got it, then... I kind of got. Well, it's only because I've seen this movie like twenty freaking times. Like I saw this movie four times in the theaters for crying out loud. Can I, so it's uh, like, I uh, so I later that year I started dating a girl. Uh, she's my she was my Marvel girlfriend, and uh, she uh, the she's she watched Infinity War nineteen times in theaters. In th wow, what nineteen? Uh, maybe it was fifteen. Somewhere in the high teens. Holy She's listening. She'll in let us theaters. know. Yeah. She's listening. That'd be weird. 
15 times? Yeah. Uh, definitely more than 10. Definitely like in the teens, well into the teens. Holy Crazy. Cow. We watched Endgame together, I think, four times opening weekend. Okay. Well, that that's understandable. Endgame. She went on to watch it almost 10 times in theaters. Endgame? Yeah. Yeah. That's Endgame, though. That's, that's three hours. I went and saw it eight times. I saw Endgame eight times. I was... I didn't want to miss. Well, I didn't want to. I wanted to live in that moment as much as I could, and that's that's why these movies make so much. Yeah. Do you have the final number on what Infinity War made? Oh, uh, it was like one point oh one or something. Oh no, it crossed two billion. I mean, sorry, two point oh one. Let me see. Uh, Infinity War two point oh four. Yeah, I mean, dude, two point oh four. It made. If you're over six, a, yeah. over six times its budget of three hundred mil. That's crazy to me. That's the budget of Infinity War, $300 million. $300 million. Ultron was still three eighty five. dollars <laughs> <laughs> Ultron was more? Holy cow. Yeah, Ultron is crazy. Well, I guess the budget is split between Endgame and Infinity War since they were filmed back-to-back. But, I mean, even then, that's... I heard that they just gave them a billion to make it. Both to make both. I, yeah. I heard that they just gave through them a billion. And they're like, all right, split it up as you will. Uh-huh. I mean, and even I mean, if it was a billion dollars to make both, it's still made because it was over, Endgame. over f- uh, nearly five billion dollars. Right, it made so in even total. then it makes its money back. Yeah, all said and done, <laughs> five times. I, I mean, mean that. <laughs> I wonder how much actors' contracts come into play for how much like that affects the budget. Like, I wonder how much Robert Downey Jr. got. In these movies, or like say a Tom Holland, who may not have the biggest character screen time, but it's Tom Holland, or it's Scarlett Johansson, or it's Chris Evans, like eighty-one million as well as well as a percentage of the movies two billion. Eighty-one million dollars was how well, how much he was paid up front, and then he makes royalties on it. Holy cow! Good on you, RDJ. I mean, I saw a video. Josh Brolin was paid five to six million dollars. Tom Hiddleston, eight million. Eight million for his three <laughs> fifteen minutes. Hey, that's what that's what being a wow. character in a name gets you. I wonder. Wait, wait, wait. Search up, search up Idris Elba. How much did Idris Elba get for whatever? Oh, who does he even say? Point, I don't know. Because I mean, there. he had it's a it's a cameo. Yeah, that's how that's how, But it feels what about so like, like Peter Dinklage. Oh yeah, there you go. Just randomly, Peter Dinklage shows up as a huge dwarf. Yeah, I don't know. Movie yeah, salary eight million from something. I guess it doesn't really matter. Oh, it, but inheritance five thousand. Why is that up there? <laughs> what? Okay. Anyway, that's how much he gets for his inheritance. Peter Dinklage as the um was it a dwarf right? No, no, no. What was the... the dwarf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a dwarf in the movie. Yeah, I love that. Uh, the whole plot, uh, the the world building, or I guess universe building of mm-hmm. the um, forge, Thor taking the power of a star. That was really straight cool. to the friggin' chest. One of the most. Oh, dude! I like. And I said, Groot coming in with his uh, yeah. with his handle, Groot contributing clutch. something to the movie. Everyone Rocket being a captain. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about every character for at least ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And we'd be here all day, we as we be. have been. But let's get into categories for this. And I think we do a little something special. We add a couple categories. Now, this movie creates some mashups. We didn't even talk about Spider-Man are... at all. Like, we yeah. didn't say a single word about Spider-Man. He's good. Pretty much. And we'll get, we'll get talk to him oh, in mashups. We talked about Ned hey, more listen, than we talked about Spider-Man. Listen, <laughs> the podcast ain't over. Let's just say that, all right? But as far as mashups go, in this movie i mean you can go duos i mean you can go a group of characters but i know there's a certain couple duos that i really like what are some of the Already best pairings the kids on the school bus and stan lee <laughs> great <laughs> what's the matter kids you never seen a spaceship before <laughs> very true i mean it is new york come on i mean at this point if you haven't seen a spaceship what are you doing what are you doing what are you, are you living doing? under a rock yeah right. right did infinity war make any awards uh Nominated for best visual effects. That's it. Yeah. It definitely has good special effects. That's for sure. I think it should have won it, but whatever. Ethan, do you have a favorite mashup or duo Ooh, in this movie? Favorite duo. It's so hard because there are so two. many good duos. Any. Yeah, you have to do your favorite. I yeah. have to lock it in. You have to lock it lock in. Lock it in. Because uh, I'm not going to spoil Drax that, and uh... the Zargnuts. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna save that for jokes. All right, good. save that for your joke. Good bit. Favorite joke. Um, I gotta go. Tony. For me, seeing Tony and Strange interacting, mm. that that's mine. I love because really they're they're in a lot of ways very similar characters. Oh yeah, but getting them on screen and uh, you know, he's like protecting your reality, douchebag. You know, like that. I love the way they talk to each other. It's yeah. so good. It's so good. And just, they, they really have the two most important roles from the space quest standpoint. And seeing them play off each other is just very satisfying. Mm -hmm. And it's very like, yes, I love this. Mm. Yeah. Micah, do you have I one? love, so I'm going to make a, a group here. It's <laughs> Strange, Iron Man, Peter. The... <laughs> And oh. the guardians. Are we allowed to do that? <laughs> yes. Because they're like yes. they're like the smart ones, right? And then the guardians are just such doofuses. I, on I, it is so good. <laughs> don't yeah. call us plucky. We don't know what it means. <laughs> like Kevin Bacon. You mean like from Footloose? Is it still the greatest movie exactly of all time? Like Footloose. It never was. It never was. <laughs> and you can see it. It's just a reaction from Star. I didn't even get a word. He's just like, wait, what? <laughs> You Wait, can... what? It's not the greatest movie of all time. I love that. Yeah, that that's good stuff. And it's it's a great reminder of okay, yeah, these characters are still funny. They're like right before the final, the the end of it, you know, a little bit of oh yeah, they're they're funny again, and then they they're dead. Yep. <laughs> One last moment. Well, yeah. <laughs> of comedic timing. For for me, I'd have to go with Thor and, and Rocket. Yeah. Are you kidding good. me? Like. And Groot? And Groot, okay. yes. But their interplay off of each other is really, really good. Mm -hmm. Not as good as, a, say, a Rocket and Yondu, but for the brief time that they are together, mm -hmm. I think that they have a, a great... In a movie that doesn't spend a lot of time breathing with characters, letting them exposition about what's happened or what is going to happen, that scene on, the, on their little pod where mm -hmm. it's time to be the captain is a great little pairing between the two. I think, I don't know how, but they somehow made all of these characters interact with the best possible. Right, right. Person. Oh, yeah. Like, 
if this and I will say this, I believe this 100%. You you are never going to get something like this ever again. No. Never. Even if Toby shows up with Logan and Iron Man and they're all in the same scene, you're I not going to have the that. Deadpool 2 the 3 stuff coming out. You're not going to have it. I don't care who you Crazy. are. If Storm and all these characters, because you're not endeared to the characters like you are with Rocket and Thor. Two characters that you love and they throw them together. Oh, yeah. Steven and Tony throw them together. Are you kidding so me? So many of these guys already have three movies under their belts. Yes. At least. And mm. with all this character development, all of these just dense characters, yeah. throw them together. How could it not be great? Yeah. Ethan, before we move on to our next category, we said a, a things that we didn't really enjoy about the movie, or maybe saw a small nitpick. Do you have anything that you would nitpick about Infinity War? I'm just oh. going to leave it there. No, I, I don't like to nitpick this. Yeah, watching it as many times as I have, some of the stuff goes, okay, like, this scene's cool. I just want to get to the next scene because yeah. I like that scene better. And the emotional punch isn't, it doesn't hit as hard the more times you watch it. And it doesn't really have like uh, the best of the best movies for me. I leave the movie and I go, what can I take from this and apply that to my life? This doesn't have that. Mm. doesn't have that takeaway. It's as Martin Scorsese would say, it's a roller coaster. But a very fun roller coaster and a very rewarding roller coaster. It's an amusement park ride that we love so much. So let me ask you this then. Yes. If, and I mean, this is to both mm-hmm. of you, and even I'll ponder this one too. As time what goes on, yeah, right? As time goes on though, and this movie is more of a, Endgame is more of you take lessons from. Mm-hmm. Infinity War is the let's get to Endgame. This is the penultimate episode before the finale ends. And as time goes on, does Infinity War become more, you know, oh yeah, that's the that's the fun movie where everything goes down, all the action happens. Does it kind of lose steam as time goes on? I think we on? talk about that when we get to Endgame. I think Ooh. Infinity War still has emotional payoff. Oh, absolutely, 100%. Oh, yeah. I'm just wondering if that's where it goes. As far as impressive-wise, I find this movie way more impressive than Endgame from, like, a how the heck did they do this standpoint. Yeah. There's, Endgame is there's very much that this is so cool and rewarding, and I'm happy where this leaves off. But this is, like, how the heck did you pull this off? And it doesn't feel like that throw everything at the board and see what sticks. Mm. It's, it's on our a list, very cohesive story. Yeah. We have at least 35 characters on our list with, with like significant run times. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to me. How do they do that? <laughs> yeah. And in, in a two hour and 29 minute movie, mm-hmm. it, it feels work. extremely tight. It also, as far as humor goes, man, we talk about MCU humor, but this does, I mean, it has some of the great, so many moments. It's really good. I'm yeah. sitting here laughing, so and I want to make oh, that good. a category. What is your favorite joke in the film out of the very many? So, this that is, there is. Sing, like, we want to go single joke. We can't do like whole sequences. Because yeah, no, no, whole sequence. Let's do whole sequences. Yeah. Whole sequences is, it just seems unfair. 
Because I, I are you, you asking me? What do you think? Because I would yeah. go the sequence when the 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 guardians and Tony they're making a plan. That's my favorite bit in the movie. Dude. It's like, <laughs> what, what if I make the plan? It's actually good, you know. Star Lord, like Tony's, <laughs> Tony's laying out his idea for a plan. He looks over, <laughs> Mantis is jumping around, and Drax is hitting the biggest yawn of his life. And then, <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, I'm breaking it down. <laughs> but me and you were dying laughing. This is my favorite joke. It cuts back to Tony after the Guardians have been talking, and it is like a a five second cut of just RDJ standing there like this, like we are screwed. <laughs> Like he's just looking at the camera. Yes. In just disbelief. He's like, I'm about to die surrounded by the biggest idiots in the galaxy. There you go. Yeah. So I that's my favorite bit. That 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 shot of Tony just standing there like <laughs> Really? And yet it's Peter Quill's plan that gets mm-hmm. Thanos to where they need him to be. So it doesn't work out. He's the undoing of his own plan. But yes, that... I mean, even before that, unless you're going to take it, the why is Gamora? Why? Yeah. Why is Gamora? Yeah. All right. What, what master do you serve? What am I supposed to say? Jesus? <laughs> so, Dude. so you're from Earth. Come on. Earth. I'm from Missouri. Yeah, that's on Earth. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Micah, do you have do you have a favorite joke? I've mastered the ability of standing so incredibly still that I've become invisible to the eye. Watch. Live movement is so slow that it's imperceivable. My dad would just quote that for no reason. Like, just because he thought it was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> Whatever a movie was brought up that was even related to Drax in some way, or if someone was moving slow, or if someone was being invisible, or whatever, he would just... Or or if nuts were involved, because there was Zarg nuts, right? Right. He would, he would eat one so slow, and he would say the line. <laughs> I love it. I love it for how much it's... This movie has changed my life. Mm. <laughs> I got... Being a huge SpongeBob fan, hearing, <laughs> hearing, it means get lost, Squidward is one of the greatest like little bits Sorry, and jabs. The Earth is closed today. That's good, but I gotta say, I gotta hand it to the Guardians for having the best comedy scenes in the movie. Though with with Thor, <laughs> it's like it's like yes. a, an angel came down and a baby with a pirate stopped massaging his muscles, <laughs> and then he's like, "Who are you kidding, Quill?" You're one sandwich away from fat. And he's like, wait, what? Gamora, have you noticed this? All right. This is a big one. And then that cut, that cut to Drax. He's just like. <laughs> yes. Dude, all right. I'm going to come in. I'm going to get a bow flex. Dude, that's so funny. Are you kidding me? How are they able to do it? And then, and then he changes his voice. Yeah, no, I, I feel your pain, you know. You know, it's not that it's competition. Are you changing your voice? <laughs> no, th- this is my my this voice. This is my voice. And hearing us talk about it, I guarantee you it sounds super cringy. But the way, dude, the way that they play it, only Chris Pratt and Chris Hemsworth can pull off a scene like that. All right, gentlemen, but let's move on to uh, favorite character mm. in Infinity War. Out of the, I mean... This is the most characters we've ever had in any movie How before. Do you pick? How do you pick your favorite character? I face that challenge to you gentlemen now at this moment. <laughs> Give it to us first. And this time, Micah, I, I'm going to have you go first. Good luck. Unless Ethan has his unlock. 
but I'd like to hear I mean, what I you do. have to say. Oh, are you ready? It's strange. You know, I, uh, oh. I, have a, I have a feeling that I have this strange feeling between Ethan and I. And I don't know if it's right. What? <laughs> no, it's not right. All right, I'm picking strange. Okay. <laughs> I thought Ethan was going to pick strange for sure. Um, we'll see. I I love Strange in this movie. I love his wizardry. You're up against a master of the mystic arts. Yeah, this is your home, I presume. Mm. Was once. Like everything he says is just on a level of Thanos. Like he's, he's the only in, one that I think could have truly one v one Thanos and took him on, and just destroyed him. Yeah, and everyone's always impressed with Doctor Strange. Or like the like. Uh, What's his name? Squidward Ebony Maw? Is yeah. that his name? Yeah, yeah. He, he's like, your little magic tricks don't scare me. I'm butchering Simple that quote. spell, but quite right? unbreakable. But then he does. He's like, he still does things that are super impressive to these powerful aliens. Yeah, I, I was looking at the timeline to get... Uh, he, apparently he's been... There's some distance between this and his last appearance. Yeah. He's been practicing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And... I you said timeline, but when he's he's looking through all oh, the different yeah, timelines, dude. he's a four the fourteen million different timelines, and he he says, Tony's like how many how many of those do we win? It's like one. He yeah. even spoils the uh, end game. We're in the, We're end, in the game end game now. now. Why'd you do that? We're in the end game now. There mm -hmm. was no other way. And chilling those words, like I kept literally kept with me. Tony, and you got yeah. It was go the ahead. only way, yeah, yeah. and uh, I just love how he's the one that brings the end to the. He's the one that is the conductor of the one timeline. He had to, the sacred timeline. You he had think to. They're, they're probably like up. half of those fourteen million timelines that uh, Stephen wouldn't even have to have risked mm. his own life. He could have stayed alive, and yeah, other people would have died. Thanos would have won. The snap would have happened, but he knew that in this one timeline, I do have to get dusted and leave it up to other people mm. to have my fate. Maybe I won't come back from being dusted. I wonder but, if it was a lot of if Thanos only had four stones or if he had five mm -hmm. stones or whatever and he didn't or uh, is five or six in Infinity Stones? Six. six. Six, yeah. So if he only had five, maybe he would have destroyed the rest of the yeah. Avengers in brute force. Right. It wouldn't have been reversible. Right. Yeah. Like with the snap. Yeah. And uh, I I love Strange where he's like he's like I won't hesitate to let either of you two die, and you this kind of relates to how his character was in his movie. He learns from the ancient one, death is what gives life meaning. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like you gotta die sometimes, as opposed to what Steve is over here saying, like we don't trade lives. Man, you keep forgetting he he only has one movie before this. Yeah, he does. That's crazy. He feels so much more fleshed out. Oh yeah, Thor Ragnarok helps with that for sure. But those dishwashing they, gloves. Where'd those go? <laughs> they beefed up his runtime for this movie because he only had one, and because he has a huge stake in and the he's plot. But really important. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's at eleven and a half minutes dude, in this. He's he's, just, uh, he's number like five or something. His duel with Thanos. I know we kind of mentioned it before, but it's so good. All the moves that he makes, and it's expertly crafted. I mean, he's a huge part of the Infinity Gauntlet comic too. Is he? So I'm I'm glad that he I mean he's he's at the beginning he's the one who gets the message from Silver Surfer that Thanos is coming, that's how you know how Hulk does the does the like transport through the, the crash through yeah. Sanctum Centorium. it's like that in the comics but oh, okay. Silver Surfer mm -hmm. oh, that's that's cool that I like cool. that yeah Ethan 
Favorite character. This is the only movie where I don't feel bad taking certain characters because there's just so many. But I'm going to take Logan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I take Thor. I Ooh, think this nice. is Thor's, or Chris Hemsworth's best outing as oh, yeah. the character Thor ever. And we'll definitely talk about it in Endgame, what they do with his character in Endgame. But he is just at an all-time best. His, like Micah was saying, his writing, his dialogue. It's like, I got, I got nothing left to lose. You know, but then right after that, you have Rockets joke like, well, I, I got a lot to lose. But Thor is so good. You <laughs> yeah, feel the you feel the weight of his character. You feel his journey. He just lost his brother and his best friend, as he called Heimdall. Like, he is at that place where he wants nothing more than to stop Thanos. Mm. And his arc is only pushed even further when should have gone for the head. Right. And of course, Stormbreaker. Bring me that up. Like. He just gets a great scene, too. I take Thor. Yeah. I, oh, His entrance it. to Wakanda is start, so good. Yeah, start thinking about favorite scenes, because that's next, and that's going to be a hard one. Oh. Um, I think I got it. Oh, man. I oh. think it's Thanos. It's a cl- it's clear Thanos. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you guys didn't pick him. You guys picked great characters. Tony's there. You got to give a shout-out to him. We gave him a good thing. But but Thanos is clear and, clear and far ahead my favorite character in this movie. If you view this as his movie, as his goals are being accomplished, it's mm-hmm. e- even that much more fulfilling. And a lot of that is due to that end sequence where everything finally is happy and there's no glory for Thanos. It is all just about making the universe a better place in his mind. It's just his version of that is eradicating all he life. He thinks it's a selfless act. Oh, 100%. And that's what kind of endears me to Thanos and makes him a more endearing character. And I just, there's where you have the best villains. We had one with Killmonger in 2018, and now we have Thanos. And yeah, I, I do think he's one of the best villains. I might even go so far as to say he uh ooh, I got it. He's definitely top five villains of this Marvel movie marathon. When this is over, I'd love to do a podcast giving awards to the best first. of the best. Best the villain of all time. Oscars. He said it. Definitely didn't Better say than Darth that. Vader. He definitely said it. didn't you say that. Wow. You know, from a certain point of view, Darth Vader really isn't a villain. But that's a conversation. The the friends From a certain point of view, Thanos isn't a villain either. Absolutely. 100%. Producer Parker just said it. 100%. (laughs) But that's a conversation for a different day. Thanos is clearing ahead. My favorite character. But now we go to favorite scene. Favorite scene in Infinity War. Now you got to lay. I got one. This is your favorite scene in Infinity War. Hands down. Yeah. Okay, Micah, you've got a hands down favorite scene. Easy. Good one. Yep. All right. Yep. The Battle of Titan. I, that hands down, that is the most interesting, most uh, character showcasing. Yes. Most. Uh, it, they even throw some plot in there too with the whole Star Lord stuff. I mean, that is. I think that is one of the greatest fights. It's really good. in our watch. It's so yeah. good. And the like you were saying, you're complaining about the X Men. They don't really utilize their powers. In this fight, everyone is using their powers. And you see the desperation in their powers. As the fight goes on, they they get sloppy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They start... Yeah. I mean, uh, Star-Lord comes in, like shooting rapid fire. It's not as clean, like, clean as some other plans that they have. They Once the moon goes down at them, if you throw <sighs> the moon at me... <laughs> Dude. Like, oh, it's great. That moment is epic. Are you kidding me? And then he the, takes control of a moon and throws it yeah. at Tony. And then the strange, um, 
duplicating yes. himself, doing yep. the the Naruto thing that he does, and then Thanos uses the stone to reduce them all to atoms, bring them down mm. to one. It's he's, great. He's I love the soul it. Soul stone to find his true soul. I love yeah. it. That's a great moment. That, that is, is really good. That's a good scene. We could have a whole breakdown. Ben, I, I, want, I, want, I, want, I want to give this to you because this is a great movie. I, I want to give you this chance before I take the scene that you might take. Oh, so go ahead. I'm going with the ending. I, I love the ending scene. That's Thanos, my favorite character in the movie. And the ending makes me so happy. A lot of that is also partly due to the score. Mm. Alan Silvestri's porch theme has been with me through the last five years of my life. It's usually what I put on when I'm watching a sunset or a sunrise and watch the universe. You know, go to bed. Fendus wakes up and he buys himself a shower. A nice. It's not even about. It's not even that it's an emotional theme. It's just almost peaceful in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like it's so good. Uh, the ending scene is my favorite scene in this movie. Good pick. And actually, that wasn't the scene I was going to pick. I'm going with the opening scene. I oh. love this opening scene. This is, and I'm ready to cement it right now, my all-time favorite opening scene in any movie ever. And I know that's a bold bold claim, but I just, every time I watch this opening scene, it sets the tone for the movie, and it showcases Tom Hiddleston's Loki. You get the the introduction of Thanos. He beats Hulk to a pulp. I'm going with that scene, just because you have... The opening crawl narrated. It's an Asgardian ship. Oh. You know, there are children, there's families here. I don't know the actual, the full quote, but I, to me, that is the big thing that I think about most when I think about this movie is how impressive that opening is mm. and how you throw us right into the movie and how coming off right off this fun Thor Ragnarok. Oh, look, every everything's cool, funny. Yeah, Ragnarok just got blown up, but whatever it's. Hopeful, we're optimistic. No, Thanos comes in, wipes out all of them, kills Heimdall, kills Loki, th- throws Thor around like a ragdoll. It's just really, to me, that's really, really clobbered. impressive. Yeah. And I, 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 I could watch that scene on loop endlessly. Great scene. Yep, it's so captivating mm-hmm. too. I mean, we had, we, I remember we had a Lego night a couple. Ooh, what was that like yeah. last year? Yeah, and we're like, yeah, hey, let's put on Infinity War. We all just like stopped building and watched it. Like, oh, we can't have this on. We're, we're not going to be able to. We turn to on the Lego movie instead. Yeah. 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 Was we, it Lego movie or Lego, Lego Batman? Batman. Like, Lego yeah. Batman I'm pretty sure. Didn't we actually have to switch it because no Legos were being built? We yeah. were just all watching Infinity War. Yeah. <laughs> it was that good. It's a great scene. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, now now's the time, gentlemen. Before we get into our scores, though. The infamous. I want to see the. I want to see it because I. Hollywood Reporter yeah, ranking. So, holy crap! This is where they put Infinity War is one of the main reasons that we still look to this each and every week. Where does Hollywood Reporter have? Well, hold on, let me tell you. Infinity War. The order we have a, a an order of things around here. We got to talk about what the internet thinks first. So, uh, Rotten Tomatoes okay. critic right. puts it an eighty five. Uh, audience is a 92. Mm. Metacritic is a 68. Mm. A 68. Yeah. What? Hold on. Metacritic? Can I double check that? That doesn't sound right. I think I saw that today. Yeah. Is that really a 68? 
Sometimes the scores change a little bit from uh, when I first put this in to, um, I mean, but not that much. That a sixty-eight. Holy wow. Catfish. Okay. Um, okay. Metacritic user is an eight point five. IMDb is an eight point four uh, out of ten. Letterbox is a four point out of five. Averaging it out to an eighty-two, which means it is ninth place in our internet ranking. Oh, really? But where does Hollywood Reporter rate it? So we all know that they dog on Endgame, right? Yeah, we do. Endgame famously is at 36th place, Ooh. the bottom half. <laughs> so would you say that this movie is That's the- better or worse than Guardians of the Galaxy? I mean, me personally, I'd put it better, but right, yeah. They, you know what? They didn't put this better. They didn't. They botched this. No, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy is in nineteenth place. Okay. Infinity War is at thirty first place. Oh. <laughs> oh man, you really? Yeah, yeah I was trying Holy for a fish thirty one curveball there. Thirty first place for Infinity War. Wow. Thirty first. Wow. X Men is ninth place, by the way. <laughs> I'm Captain Marvel, seventh. Just... <laughs> Black Panther. There's I agree no with that. Captain place. Marvel, seventh. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's just it... it's a love letter to cinema. Thirty-first place. Do you think this just above Love and Thunder, 31? just under Shang Chi? Dang man. Hey, Shang Chi. Yeah, I'm giving this movie a two. Yeah, same. Well, two. This movie sucks, gentlemen. Garbage. Now's the time. Now's the time to lock in your scores because we're ranking Infinity War. But before we get in, but before we get into our ranking, I want to hear our top five first. Our top five ever, like our 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 marathon, our marathon list. I want to hear our. You think it's gonna uh, it's gonna break up our top five? Oh, definitely. I think this is gonna Winter Soldier. Number two, Logan. Number three, Civil War. Number four, The Avengers. Number five, Guardians Volume Two. There you have it. How high is Winter Soldier? Winter Soldier is a 9.8. A 9.8. Ethan, you gave it a 10. Ben, you gave it a 10. Mm-hmm. I gave it a 9.4. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's time to rank Avengers Infinity War with our scores. They've been relatively quiet. I've seen Micah's review on Letterboxd. Ethan hasn't put his out. I never do. I round up on Letterboxd, by the way. You round up on Letterboxd. So... We're gonna hear. I, I wanna. I wanna. I wanna hear what you guys have to say. It, now's the time. We've been talking about this movie. We've been gushing its praises. We've had a couple nitpicks. Now it's time, though, to give our scores. So, Mr. Wentzloff, mm. you first. Okay. So, based like, I love this movie. I just do. Every time I rewatch it, I just thoroughly enjoy the ride. I'm always impressed with uh, all the characters that they're able to throw in here and the dialogue sequences they have and the, the way that the plot moves so quickly, it's a two and a half hour movie, but it just, it feels so smooth, so quick. I love this movie. And I don't, I don't know. I, I've said a lot about what I like about this movie and I don't really have any nitpicks and I'm not, I'm not one of those guys who's like, Oh my goodness, a movie has to be perfect for me to give it a 10. I've given out tens before. So I'm going 10. I'm going 10 again. And if you're questioning that, 
just rewatch this movie in the context where we did watch 48 other films before yep. you get to this movie <laughs> and then come talk to me. Okay. Thank you very much. All right. 10. A 10 <laughs> right out the gate. Yes, from Ethan. All right. Okay. Micah. Avengers infinity war is quite a masterpiece. It's a master class in comic book cinema. It is a uh, an achievement in a 35 character cast of main characters, man. This is there won't be a movie like this ever again. And yet I don't think it impacts myself like my life as much as movies with a little bit different of approach to filmmaking as martin scorsese you said marvel movies are roller coasters they are an amusement park meant to just entertain and i can see that a lot in this movie is it a negative no does it take points off yes so it is a negative it is a negative it's a negative but it's not a negative but it, it it's a negative in a sense of... It impacts your score. It impacts my score. Yeah. The upper echelon of nines, for me, is a very elite club. It has to hit many boxes. And where Infinity War doesn't hit, it affects its score just a little bit. Which and is where? It doesn't make me feel right there's not that life there's lesson not that life lesson yeah, yeah yeah i get and, you i get you and with things like logan with things yes. like spider-man 2 i don't feel the same way i, I feel after feel logan like yeah there, yeah there is uh it's much more focused with mm-hmm. those other casts sure they did a, an amazing job no other movie will ever come close there, to handling 35 characters like this right there's just something to be said about a movie that focuses on one character yes. and tells that story yes. very very well yeah and that's yeah. why i'm giving this a 9.4 okay a respectable 9.4. Yeah. I like it. I like it, Micah. Yes. 9.4. What is your highest reviewed movie? 9.7 Logan. Which, with Logan. Okay. Yes. 9.4. 9.4. I gave Winter Soldier a 9.4. I gave Civil War a 9.4. I gave Volume 2 Ooh, a 9.4. 9.4. That is like solid movie. You don't think this is better than Civil War? I think they're all on the same level for me. Mm. I mm. think they all reach the line, but they don't cross it. They don't give me that little bit. Spider-Man 2, it, it, it makes me feel things beyond just showing emotion on right. screen. It yeah. shows lifelike characters in some ways. It shows an environment that is mm. a character as well. It shows me uh, villains that have... Um, failed their responsibilities that they were given. Yeah. And in this one, Thanos is an amazing villain, right? Thanos shows things. Uh, But just in the emotion aspect, compared to what they, not what they could have done, just what they didn't do. I mean, it's just, it's just inherent in the plot. You can't have with the snap. It's inherent with the snap. It's just, it feels like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't want to say cheap. 
Because the snap just inherently has emotion drawn to it when you knock out half the characters, right? But you know they're coming back. They're not earned deaths. Yeah, but at, at that moment, yeah, there was the emotion that you felt yeah. in the theater. Uh, I think that's where I'll leave it. Okay. Yeah. So a 9.4. 9.4. It's, it's respectable. Still a it's, not a, it's not yep. a... I don't think it's disrespectful. I don't think it's um, downplaying the amazingness that is this movie. It's just not my... It's not a... It's not... It, it, would, it wouldn't make my top five. Like, of all time. Okay. All right. That's like movies or in the of marathon? movies of all time. Okay. And to get, like, above a 9.5, I would say okay. it has to be okay. in my top. 10 at least okay all right so we have a 10 and a 9.4 okay all right um thinking about this this week especially what do i what do i want to say for infinity war this is an all-time about this all week oh man. so did i as i'm sure you did too Ethan. like this is a huge movie having the privilege to just sit here and have a conversation with you two about this movie is something that i just i relish and i know is not going to happen for a long time but to sit here and break down what an amazing movie this is has been an absolute pleasure and but what do i what do i say about this movie that has impacted my life in such a huge way and such a personal I mean, way dude i think without without this movie we wouldn't we would not be sitting here no 100 percent. i i, I if it absolutely didn't have a agree. like this we wouldn't have this marathon but the this is why this this movie and movies like this are why i'm so invested in movies in general or the being so invested in the lore and the story of the even still to this day as as weird and as all out there as the MCU can get I'm still there because of movies mm -hmm. like this because I know what the MCU can do when it's at its best and this is in my opinion some of the story of the MCU at its best to me what it did leading up to it what it's done afterwards to be a 10 out of 10 for me, you need to do more than just be a great movie. When it comes to films and stuff like that, I very much tend to be subjective with my rating. I am not very objective. My Amazing Spider-Man 2 score will definitely tell you that. All right, I am, I am a very subjective when I'm scoring my films. And this movie, to me, I've seen it four times in the theaters. I... It's one of my favorite MCU films ever. To me, it gets so much right from an action standpoint, from an emotional standpoint, that I have and probably always will give this movie a 10 out of 10 because of what it does for everything in the MCU. I think it gets so many things right. The characters, the action, the mm -hmm. setting, the score. Every part of this film is something that I enjoy. And my nitpick about there being too much action it's a nitpick i don't count it against the movie because you have endgame right after this when it's much more slow it's much more of a payoff and fan service to the slower moments in the mcu and so i'm okay with this being all action you get the best moments of every character when it comes to mm -hmm. all the action sequences and that's why it's a 10 out of 10. so ben with your 10 ethan with your 10 and me with my 9.4, we 
We're at the same score as Winter Soldier. It ties us. Because I gave Winter Soldier a 9.4. First place, yeah. If I had to pick between Infinity War and Winter Soldier, I would bump this up to a 9.5. I'll, I'll do it. I'll bump it up. Which one's better? Uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Infinity War, by far. Yeah. So, that brings us up to a 9.83, wow. topping our chart. It's our number one movie. It's our number one. And much deserved. Kicking Black Panther out of the top ten. <laughs> oh. Unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Oh, it did Guardians 2 out of the top five, right? Guardians 2. And Coach uh, Rider is almost out of the top five. These guys. Oh, guys, we have one more movie. Oh, Spirit of Vengeance. Let me let me uh, <laughs> clarify. Spirit of Vengeance is almost out of the top forty, guys. So top fifty. I right? mean, like tw- top wow. forty-nine. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. Number one, Avengers: Infinity War. I I'm totally comfortable with that. All right. Do you want I'm me to do the rundown lie. real quick? We already ran down it, but Infinity War number one at a nine point eight three. Winter Soldier second place at a nine point eight. Logan, number three, 9.73. Number five, The Avengers at a 9.43. Yes. Wait, yeah, yeah, 9.43. Guardians 2, sixth place, 9.3. Days of Future Past, 9.1. Spider-Man 2, 8.9. Guardians, 8.8. Tenth place, Iron Man at an 8.8. Oh, Iron Man's still in the top ten. Which, after watching Iron Man again... I would that's probably bump awesome. it up another point one at yeah. least. That's awesome. I love Iron Man again. I right. I, yeah. I switched my score to a five out of five on Letterboxd. Man, I, Iron Man is epic. I don't think I appreciated it as much on the first watch through this uh, this marathon. So, Micah, remind us now that Inf- Avengers: Infinity War is out, we've still got quite a few film, quite a few many films left in 2018. 2018 what is, is next? our largest year on the podcast. Uh huh. Uh, February 16th, 2018 was Black Panther. April 27th was Infinity War. The very next month, May 18th, Deadpool 2. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then we had, uh, then we have a July release, an October release, and a December release this year. This is a big year for Marvel. Yeah, yeah Deadpool 2. Six Josh movies. Brolin. Josh Brolin double-heading in this yeah. one. In the same month. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> um, other two. Dang man, holy it's cow! Kind of like with Chris Pratt this uh, this year with Mario movie and Guardians three, he right. was rolling in it this year. Dang man, I, I'm excited. I've I've never seen me neither. Cool too. I so. have the super duper Blanken cut. If you guys want to watch, yeah, that. there's many different cuts of this movie. For those, there's of you who also are, the Once Upon a Deadpool cut. If you want I, a clean version, that's true. You can watch that. Uh, I think what we're going to be watching is a theatrical cut. I'll be watching the Super Duper Blanket okay. Cut because we've been doing extendeds. Okay, that's fine. A, a I am going to watch the Disney Plus version um, theatrical, so I will mm-hmm. I can give a review on that. Um, but that's next week, folks. Deadpool 2. Stay tuned for that one. Otherwise, this is Ben Rayside. Mr. Sark, I don't feel so good. I'm Ethan Wetzlaw. Deadpool 2 is coming. I'm Mike Ahead. Signing off, we all hope you have an absolutely fantastic day.